of uh, unprepared. I apologize. Not let's, a problem. Uh, it happens. Let's get that. There uh, we go. It should be. Should be on now, I think. Yeah, you got video on your end. All right. Um. So it's uh it's a little strange for me doing this without Gord, but we'll just uh, do the best we can. Um, welcome everybody to What If We're Right. Um, we are broadcasting live on Spreaker.com. Phone lines are open six zero four six five five nine six three zero. Don't worry, Mike. Nobody's ever called. Oh, that's a lie. One person did one time. Uh, welcoming to the show today, Mike Simmons. He's a writer, speaker, artist, and content creator with an actually really cool website and uh, a podcast on Podbean, the Anything Goes Project. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. Good. It's kind of, it's, this is a little different for me. I'm actually in the hot seat, and I'm not actually the one having to ask the questions and keep the show going tonight. It's a, it's a little strange, isn't it? I've, I've been on both sides, and i, I got to say I much prefer this side. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for the uninitiated, because my research was a little thin, why don't you tell our listeners about uh, the Anything Goes Project and a little about, about yourself? Okay. Well, real quick, uh, the Anything Goes Project was a podcast that was originally created in 2010 by both me and my oldest son, who was in high school at the time. And it was one of those things he just wanted to get on and do something goofy and funny. So we did that. And we started getting viewers and we start because we did it. We also broadcast it live on Facebook, too, while we were recording. Oh, very cool. And it was going really well. Well, as you know, with having kids and stuff, things happen. They've got all these extracurricular activities they're in. My kids were all in marching band. We did a lot of state competitions and stuff. So they were really concentrating on their grades because they wanted to get into a good university. So it, my son came to me one night and he was like, Dad, he said, look, I can't keep doing this because it's it's going to start cutting into my homework. And I said, all right, cool. Tell you what, how about we uh, do a farewell show and we cut it off from there. So we did. And afterwards, I pulled everything down, the website, all the stuff. And it was, uh, oh, not October, last October of 2017. I decided, you know what? I'm going to start it back up. I don't really need a co-host. I know a lot of people within the music industry and film industry and authors and stuff because I myself am a published author. So I've got to meet a lot of these people. So I was like, I'm just going to start this back up. One, because I kept getting emails asking me, when were we going to do new shows? And I'm like, where in the hell are you guys finding this information at? Come to find out, somebody had downloaded my uh, the YouTube uh, versions of them and actually had them on an archive YouTube. Oh, wow. So, so people were still getting to see them, even though they hadn't been aired in seven years. And so I started it back up, and the very first episode we did was actually with a friend of ours who was also on uh, the original version. Uh, it's a Dave Rita out of California. He is an independent filmmaker, and uh, his film bit parts he completely, I get funded and financed the whole movie himself because Hollywood moguls said, "You no, we're not giving you the money, and you'll never get it off the ground." Ended up being. Uh, it, it ended up being so popular and as far as like cult horror fiction uh, that uh, there was like a three week waiting list for it back when Netflix had to have the DVDs. Holy. So it's, it's just been uh, 
the anything goes project concept itself is literally anything goes. I'll bring anybody on the show and have a conversation with them. I don't care. Like I said, if you're an author, a writer, the soccer mom down the street, everybody has a story to tell. Exactly. And this is the platform that we do it. However, over the past year, I've been getting a lot of people that are creatives, what I call creatives. They do something that is creative that that want to put some sort of positivity back into the world. So that is what we've been really concentrating on is getting all these people on here that do creative content, whether it's music, YouTube, uh, podcasting. I've had several podcast hosts come on my show as well because I want to talk to them. Artists as well, people that use art as therapy for helping people that have gone through traumatic issues, uh, just that kind of stuff. And that's pretty much how our show has evolved. And we've we uh, recently evolved it into a YouTube channel now. And it's really it's that one's been really fun because uh, originally that YouTube channel was strictly for I would do an interview with somebody. And I would take the video file from that interview and I just drop it over to YouTube. So like, hey, guys, and I tell them on the podcast, hey, guys, if y'all want to see who it was I was talking to, just head over to the YouTube channel. I didn't ever think I was going to get any subscribers. Well, people started subscribing. And I was like, huh, okay, maybe this is something. And then I started getting emails again saying, hey, we'd really like you to amp up the YouTube channel. So I had to buy a bunch of cameras along with all this audio (laughs) equipment. Now we're doing the YouTube channel. That is excellent. Is there, uh, is there other than uh, your filmmaker? Is there uh, any big names that can can credit a little bit of success to the Anything uh, Goes project? Marie D. Jones. She's written uh, twenty seven books now on the paranormal. Oh. Uh, I've oh man, just quite a few people. Oh, also uh, recently, I've had on uh, Twism White Piece. He is a uh, hip hop rapper out of Toronto and Ian Guerin, who is also a pop. Uh, he's been on the top 100 in the pop music and he's come on. And actually Twism and I have been working together here recently because he owns a radio station and I'm now his Tuesday night live host. Oh, very cool. Uh, hang on one sec. I've got my co-host Gord joining us here and I'll just have to put you on hold for one sec. All right, buddy. You here? Hey. Hey. I- Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Talk I assume it was uh, the girl? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, um, are we on the air or no? No. Okay, you know, it was it was uh, Lucas. Oh, Jesus. All right. That can wait till after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's why I said it, so I'm fucking going to call him tomorrow. All right. Um, yeah. There we go. All three of us should be in now. Uh, dude. Oh, maybe Oops. not. Hang on, Hang on. I, I screwed up. There we go. <laughs> there there we go. go. All three of us are here. Sorry about that, guys. A little, little bit sloppy, but we're all here together. <laughs> Eric, your video is really white. Yeah, well, so am I. <laughs> yeah, but you're like whiter than ginger white. <laughs> I will see what I can do about that. Uh, Gord, uh, say hello to Mike. Uh, this is Mike Simmons from the Anything Goes Project. Um, a fantastic story. And um, why do I have feedback here now? Sorry, that was me. No problem. Uh, we were just talking about some of the big names um, that he's had on his show. And uh, a couple of 
great hip hop artists. I th- I'm really excited about the future of hip hop. I the we've had a few artists on our show in the last year that were uh, just. It, it looks like hip hop's going in a good direction again. Finally, and Gord's an expert. He may be able to speak to that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, like I said. Twism is one of those uh, hip-hop artists that I really wanted to bring on the show because, like I said, we were talking to people who are doing something that is impacting society for a good. Well, he had an awesome story to begin with because he grew up in a broken home, got involved in gangs, uh, was running the drugs, the prostitution, the guns, all of that stuff. Ended up getting locked up. And he said this whole time that he was doing all this, he was chasing something in his life, trying to find something. And it wasn't until the point that he got locked up into prison that he realized, I had all of that. I had a wife. I had kids. And it was when he got out, he started trying to make a positive change. Like I said, his music is positive. Uh, His new album that just dropped, Twism 2020, is uh, he's got a song on there called My Children. And it's about his children and his wife, how they've affected him and brought him down to earth and and what he does to impact people. And it's just really great story with that. And like I said, his music is is good. Uh, I agree with you. I'm liking where hip hop is going nowadays. Uh, I had another young lady on here recently. Her name was Ashley Britton, uh, 18 years old, just now getting into the hip hop scene. This was her first album. Actually, that was her first interview. Oh, Oh, really? And uh, that'll be something to say, uh, you know, five, ten years from now when she's racing up the charts and you can say, I was oh, the yeah. first interview. <laughs> and I've got another young man who uh, try, who just, I was his literally his first interview as well. His name is Slide and he's coming up with some good music. Uh, he's an up and coming artist, hasn't, hasn't signed to any ma- major record labels or anything yet. But I wanted to bring him on because he's also got a platform for anti-bullying because he grew up in... Uh, as a minority in a Southern school in Georgia, where he was the only white kid in his classes. Plus he has Asperger's and autism. Oh, Oh, wow. So for him to come on my show was, was really interesting to begin with. He he was so nervous when we first got it started. I was like, dude, just chill. There's nothing to be nervous about. It's just you and I, we're going to have a casual conversation. Is, uh, do you guys have pink shirt day down there? Uh, no, I don't think we do. That whenever they, would they do the pink thing down here? It's for uh, breast cancer awareness. Right. Yeah, there was an initiative started in Eastern Canada years ago where I, a a young kid was uh, bullied because he wore a pink shirt to school, and and two guys in his school stood up for him and and they decided to wear pink. And over the years, it's caught on. It's at the end of February every year, and now it's just hmm. a massive movement here. Um, just a, an anti-bullying movement. And, I'm wearing uh, a pink now. <laughs> I'd like um, to wear pink, but being a ginger just don't work with the skin tone. <laughs> uh, orange is a color that does not work with me. My wife tells me I'll put on an orange shirt, and she's like, "Please, please, please go yeah. take that off." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I say I, I look like a like a sunburnt pumpkin when I do the same thing. <laughs> I my my problem is I look too good in everything. That's why I keep the camera a little bit off all the time, or else uh, tends to get intimidating. That's uh, <laughs> the ego I love. <laughs> so, oh. um, I, I guess the title kind of says it all. But where do you hope to take the Anything Goes project? Is, is, do you have a a goal for it or? Uh, I'm just having fun with it. If it, 
I've already got people that have been contacting me that want to do sponsorship and brand deals and stuff like that. And it's like, no, no, that's not what my audience wants on that. So I'm, I'm at that point where I can say, no. Oh, well, send those nice. sponsors to us because we, can, <laughs> we need the money. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so um, I mean, it's like I just tell them, hey, you know what? Look, th- that's not something my audience would be interested in. So it's not. I'm not one of these that's going to jump on the very first sponsorship that comes along. Um, I also do a lot of tech reviews, so I've got people that are sending me free gear all the time nice. uh, for the on the uh, YouTube show. Uh, I've got probably about twenty microphones that are here in my office that. <laughs> I've tried out, and it's like, ah, oh, this one's crap. Throw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have a mic. I'm still doing this out of my laptop or my cell phone. <laughs> oh, well, and it's like I got friends that are messaging me, hey, are, are you going to keep that microphone? No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we've got people that are reaching out. The show is actually impacting people. We're, we're finding that it is growing. Uh, like I said, we're not, we're not Joe Rogan size. Never will be. I mean, that no. man's been doing his podcast for 10 years. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's already been out there and done that. But, I mean, we don't do too bad. Like 3,000 downloads last month. Uh, my audience is worldwide. Uh, I've interviewed people in Europe, Spain, Australia. Uh, I'm actually supposed to be going on a another podcast, which I have to get up for 2 o'clock in the morning to do it because that's his 7 a.m. or a 7 p.m. show that he does. Oh, damn. We've got so, uh, I've, we've we Gordon and I have a friend in England who does a podcast and he tries to get us on at all kinds of crazy hours because <laughs> he's just starting and it'll be like three a.m. here. Hey, can you do the show? I'm like, no, I can't. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, it just no, well, it's just not going to fly. <laughs> my friend awesome. He'd sent me a message. Hey, I'd love to get you on my seven p.m. live show because we do it live and it broadcasts to Facebook and all this and that. Wait, 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 whoa. whoa. What part of Australia are you in? And he's like, Sydney. And I went, that's a 17-hour difference. <laughs> I forgot. You don't live around here. Yeah. So, <laughs> you get that a lot when I it comes to I did the math in my head real quick. And I went, dude, I'm going to have to get up at like 2 in the morning. I said, the only thing I'm ever doing at 2 in the morning is sleeping or getting up to go pee and then going right back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither of those things you want broadcast on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it'll be it's going to be interesting. I told him I'd do it. We'd figure out a day that I can do it. So uh, it's one of those. I'm probably not going to go to bed that night because if I go to sleep, it's going to be horrible. Oh was, yeah, get on there with all sleep boys. We are. Uh, we're. What's the date today? Is the eighth? We are ten days away from uh, two years of doing this together, Gordon and I. And I, it just struck me in the middle of the night last night. What a great thing this is, and how cool it is that we can all do this. And you you really don't need to put money into it. You you just need to have an idea and want to talk to other people. And it's such a supportive community. And just, as you know, people from all over the world are connecting every day just, just to talk. And I think, not to toot our own horn, but we're kind of breaking down a lot of barriers. We're, I've, I'm learning a tremendous amount about uh, different cultures, different ideas people that i thought i wouldn't get along with that i'm uh now very good friends with um do you how do you see it impacting mainstream media in the next say five years because i know joe rogan was doing this 10 years ago but 10 years ago nobody was listening oh hang on we just lost him i i really didn't mean to offend him 
That bad? No, his screen froze, and I think he just, um, I think he, I think he, his uh, thing shut down. Skype sucks. Yeah, fuck Skype. You gotta get I am, something. I am not a fan. Uh, we've we've been having a lot of problems lately. I think the three way doesn't work. You know that's usually true in most life too. I'm gonna <laughs> hang on. If I lose you, Gord, bear with me here. Yeah, no worries. Okay, no, I didn't lose you. I just lost him. Um, this this is starting to really make me mad. Uh, we're we're gonna have to find something better than Skype. I have a tremendous amount of background noise too. Coming from your side or my side? Who knows? Uh, I'm going to try this I got, again. I got utter silence in my room. I'm trying to call him again, and we'll see what happens here. Sorry, everyone who's listening live, but you're used to it. Let's be honest. <laughs> there right, we go. We have him back. Hey. Sorry, but I'm not sure what happened. I, um, I was just saying to Gord, I'm not sure Skype is the best. Uh, it's, it's not the platform I prefer. Uh, I use uh, Zoom. Uh, for most of my uh, for most of mine, because y- if you have more than three people on it, you do have to pay for the platform. But if you're just interviewing two people, it is free and it is crystal clear video and crystal clear audio. And yeah. it'll actually everything and just send it to both of you in files. We started with Zoom. I don't know why I decided to switch. It was just an arbitrary decision I made for no apparent reason. And it's caused me nothing but heartache. <laughs> we had that. We had one issue once with it. I think that's why we couldn't, for some reason, we couldn't link a conversation together between me and you. And then you're like, "Oh fuck this thing!" Right? So we're going over to fucking Skype. <laughs> <laughs> See, in Skype, I've never had any luck with. I've dropped every one of my interviews doing this because I've had a few people that, uh, like in Australia, they'll be like, "Oh, we only, I only use Skype," and I'm like, "Oh God, please, why, why this?" <laughs> So um, I I don't know if you heard the last question there. I was just saying, you know, sure, Joe Rogan's been doing this for 10 years, but 10 years ago, no one was listening either. Um, Do you see (laughs) it? I personally, podcasting has become my number one source of information and entertainment. Um, Do you see it really making an impact in the Oh, yes, absolutely. 10 years ago, when I first started, we wouldn't be doing this right now. You would have to be, we'd have to be calling each other, figuring out how the hell we're going to tie these phones into a computer to record the conversation. Uh, Skype barely worked. It was so glitchy. There was no Hangouts back then, Google Hangouts. Uh, there wasn't any other services like freeconferencecall.com or Zoom or, or all these things. And so it was a pain in the ass to have actual guests on. Now, if you were just recording between you and somebody else, you just needed a stupid Xbox microphone or one of those USB plug-in microphones, and you were good to go. Uh, I think as far as the quality of the podcast that we're getting out into the public now has jumped exponentially uh, because now people are – a lot of podcasts are judged on how they sound now. Uh, yes. They want that audio quality. And um, I had some issues when I first got started because I, uh, I I dug out my old mics and was like, I'm going to do this out of, off my old stuff. And I recorded it, and I'm like, oh, these sound like crap. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up, like I said, I wish somebody had told me you didn't have to put money in this because I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, I had the opposite problem. I've, I've never been um, – I've never kept this a secret. I I was going through a very rough time financially in the last couple of years, but um, 
this was something I just wanted to do, and I just picked up a cell phone and started doing it. I didn't know at the time that there was this audio, um, this need to sound good. I just, I just did it, and and we developed a following. I think ultimately there's the purists who think the sound has to be perfect, and then there's mm-hmm. the group that just wants to hear a good show, and they're. I I, and I I liken it to AM radio. It always sounds terrible, but I still love it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I fall in on this. I, and I tell this to people all the time. I'm doing a whole creator series on YouTube. And I'm telling them, look, you don't have to have the fancy, the badass Canon cameras. Uh, go pick you up a 1080p webcam for 20 bucks on Amazon. Uh, record it from your iPhone. We carry around probably one of the most powerful computers and and video components in the world in our pocket on a daily basis. It shoots 4K Ultra. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I t- <laughs> I, so I tell people all the time, look, if you want to start a YouTube channel? Great. You can start it all from your phone. If you want, to, if you want your audio to sound a little better, go pick you up a little $20 lav mic and you're good to go. Uh, my favorite thing, just, I've, my favorite clip of someone in the media is uh, um, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, and probably I think it's like 1985, saying, "Oh, 500k is all the storage anyone's ever going to need. That is massive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got three terabytes of music. <laughs> yeah, I posted, Let alone. I posted one video. Uh, when was it? Sunday night to youtube six gigabytes oh jeez this is the one <laughs> so yeah I, I my system here at the house i've pro- i've got a terabyte laptop i've got a another uh five terabytes over here i got another 10 terabytes over there and yeah i'm pushing it yeah wow man. i hear you there <laughs> so i gotta i gotta ask just because for the future of our show are you anywhere near harris county uh, actually, I'm about 45 minute drive from Harris County. Shut the fuck up! Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, we 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 got questions. <laughs> we, it is. Uh, we we get a lot of American news up here, obviously, because nothing happens in Canada, so we can't watch our own news. It's horrifically boring. But uh, <laughs> Gord turned us on to uh, just this Harris County Sheriff's Office, which is just a. Uh, they are they're like they could have a movie. <laughs> See, what I was I, I came across this one article and uh it was about a shooting or some shit that happened and the interview with the sheriff uh, of of the Harris County Sheriff Department uh what's his do you remember his name Eric? I yeah, can't remember the that, top of my head. Sheriff Ed Gonzalez. Ed Gonzalez, that's the, that's our boy. And he he was one of those guys where he points out the most obvious and redundant statements like the guy is missing we're not sure if he's still around or not you know sort of thing like it's just it's just a horrible example but we're pretty sure the deceased were alive prior to being killed was something (laughs) that's like that news thinker that came on and said the house house fire killed six people because they caught on fire they the fire was too hot and they probably died from the heat yeah (laughs) that's exactly it and uh so we we laughed about this and then it was about like a, a few days later something else had happened and this same fucking guy comes up and does another interview and does the same thing. It says another completely redundant statement. And 
we the- we've just fallen in love and said that's it we we need to we need to call them and we need but to talk to somebody still <laughs> negotiating that um they're they still Probably have a lot of questions before they're willing to come on our show but is is all of Texas this exciting? Like these guys, they had a drive-by shooting on a rap video set. They've had, um, they had their first Sikh um, sheriff. He was shot in the back, like within weeks of starting the job. I heard it's, about that. Uh, there was uh, a, wasn't something about a prison break. I don't know what was the prison break or some shit. I can't remember what the other one was. Well, you were reading the Yelp reviews of the jail. And, yeah, that uh, was amazing. <laughs> oh, there are literally signs when you go into Harris County as you're pulling in. It's, it says, warning, there is a prison here. Please do not pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's so the kind good. of proactive police work we need up here. Do, do we have problems with your inmates leaving um, when they want to? <laughs> uh, apparently, I mean, like, the, the number one complaint with the inmates is rape. And, and and not by other inmates. <laughs> no, yeah, and that I do believe because that is that is something that happens, especially with the privatized uh, uh, all these privatized prisons that are throughout the United States right now. We get a lot of issues that where the guards are taking advantage of these uh, inmates that are in there, uh, taking their commissary. Uh, uh, hey, you want you want you want this back? You got to suck me off or something like that. Oh, and it's like wow. that is terrifying. And, wow. And it, it is, as far as I know, like, I spent some time in Fort Worth 20 years ago. Um, and back then, like, if you lit a joint, you it was 10 years in jail. Is, is Texas still um, pretty... We... Uh, Pretty, okay. pretty strict. I've actually did several shows on this because I actually had one of the largest uh, hemp manufacturers in the United States on my show. And uh, Texas is still one of the states that has not decriminalized uh, legal use of marijuana. Uh, we did about six months ago, uh, Governor Abbott finally did sign off because of the pushback to uh, make CBD products legal across the state and also allowing farmers to grow industrial grade hemp here and i don't know if you know anything about the industrial grade hemp it's got less than 0.03 percent thc in it so it's mainly used for for extracting the uh extracting the cbd oils and then afterwards taking the pulp and using it as like textile products absolutely it's it's the one of the greatest things ever discovered by man without a doubt which is why the textile industry is trying to keep it down because you tell them that uh uh, you can replace cotton with something that's going to last for basically your entire life and it's uh a whole industry Early 1900s, whenever it was uh, criminalized across the across the board in the United States, it was a congressman that stood up on the floor of Congress and told them, because they, at this point they were trying to figure out, should we decriminalize it? Should we make it totally legal? Should we make it a class one drug and all this other stuff? And it was a congressman stood up on the floor of Congress and told them, told all of Congress, he said, black men smoke this and rape white women. Yes, that's right. Wow. That's exactly right. That's the actual history of the yep. prohibition of weed. That's hilarious. And we're finding out that cannabis itself, specifically like the CBD oils, are medicinally so they, – they interact with the – the human body is uh, has a natural endocannabinoid system that perfectly interacts 
with the cannabis plant. Yes. To fix ailments and things of that nature in your body. And so the rest of the world has figured this crap out. The United States hasn't. I think we're one uh, – Texas right now is one of 13 states in the United States that has not decriminalized yet. But talking to this individual uh, and her uh, – it was – her husband is the one that's actually the hemp farmer. Her, uh, Otakara Kletke is her name. Uh, she is, she's written several books on this and, and she, uh, her and her husband both agree that within the next couple of years, it's going to be decriminalized across the board on the United States. Now uh, we've already got a, a federal bill in right now to remove it from the schedule one, which would basically put it at the same classification as alcohol. So at that point, they're going to really have no choice because federally it's going to be legal. So all the states are going to have to fall in line. But yeah, that just makes sense because like in Canada, it's uh, legal now. Um, and for where I am in, in Vancouver, it's completely legal and there's a thriving industry. Washington State, completely legal. That's a thriving industry. But we can't work with each other because we can't cross the border with it because federally yeah. in the U.S. And the tax revenue that can come in to actually do it, beneficial things for society. Uh, Colorado had $5.4 billion in tax revenue that came in off of just the, the sale of legal uh, marijuana products. And this, they started giving people refunds, on, tax refunds on that. And then they still couldn't get rid of all the money. It was in surplus. So they decided, you know what, we're going to build homeless shelters with it. Yeah, they were. I know that the very first year they gave something like 20 something million dollars to a bunch of local schools mm-hmm. just because they had all this bang for buck. Now, the funny thing is, is that's one state that did all that. Ontario, Canada, which is like the most populated centralized to the whole fucking country. And they think that it's the center of the whole world is what Ontario think. They, the first year that Canada legalized weed in the first year, Ontario lost money. They yeah. lost, what was it? Uh, 67, 40, $44 million, $44 million in debt in the first year. That's how horribly that it was right. Uh, handled, uh, even still to this day, when people get their product, it's dry as a bone. It's underweight. They store it in plastic containers that are not air sealed. Um, they don't allow the sale of CBD products um, for humans. You can get them for pets, but not for human consumption. Sure. Um, they don't allow any of the other, like no, no extracts, no no hash, no oils. They don't allow any of that. It's only flour. It's the most asinine system I've ever seen. Like I said, 40-something million dollars lost. Can you name a single weed dealer that you've ever known in your life that lost money selling weed? <laughs> Our I, country discovered well, a way to fuck it up. One. I only know of one. <laughs> yeah, I would Because so. somebody narked on him, and he had to get rid of all his products, so he just handed it to me and my buddy in trash bags when we were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Showed up to his house. To, uh, okay, I'm going to wrap myself out here. Okay, I was your typical teenager. We partied. We had fun. Went to a guy's house. We wanted to get a couple of doobies so we could burn them at this party. Showed up to the guy's house. He's like, hey, I'm glad you guys are here. Why? Hands us two trash bags full of the whole plants. Wow. We're like, uh, what are you, how much is this going to cost? Just get it out of here. I'll, I know somebody narked on me, and they're going to be here later. So I'm driving to this party with these bags, and I'm looking at them going, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm either in a lot of trouble or I'm going to be the most popular guy at this party. (laughs) The the party ended up being everybody sitting around a large uh, shower curtain 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody was flipping. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I got the sense while I was there that um, most of the people in Texas, and I mean this in the most positive <laughs> way I could say it, people in Texas really had no concept that there was a world outside of Texas, and most of them didn't care. Is that kind of changing a little bit? That uh... Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Straight up, no. Nope. I, I can tell you that. Uh, okay. I'm not one. I'm not your typical Texan. I was born and raised here. Okay. Uh, but through my life, I have traveled to uh, all 48 of the continental U.S. states. Uh, I've been everywhere. I've, I've, ex, I've, I've been in, just submerged myself in other cultures because I love that. I love talking to people and finding out about their cultures, their, their, their traditions and things of that nature. And then I come back home and it's like, now I'm the weird one. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like um... something about New York city. And I'm like, dude, I love New York. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And they're like, I ain't going no damn New, New York city or something like that. It's like, a, it's like I'm listening to the picante sauce commercial. <laughs> Well, it's good. That's I'm glad, so I'm funny. glad it's not just the impression I got. See, I'm I'm definitely afraid of traveling, um, not because I don't like other cultures, but I can't stand other food. I'm very oh, very uh, particular about what I eat, so I'm I'm just deathly afraid of traveling somewhere and starving to death. That's my biggest thing when I travel. I want to try the new foods. I want oh, to go, I want to go test out the new cuisines and stuff. I've actually gone to like. Uh, international food expos to try these different foods. I've had the deep fried tarantulas. And... I am dying. Okay, I have a horrific fear of spiders. Absolutely terrifying thing of spiders. Um, but I hear that they are absolutely delicious. They are, and sometimes you'll get get lucky, and one won't be deep fried quite enough, and it'll still be cream filled. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, that's, oh. This is my problem. This is. I, I I can't stand seafood. That's I'm. I love the idea of going to Japan. I love the Japanese culture. I can't stand seafood. I would starve and to I death love there. Japanese food. I, I have I, to say, Eric, it, it's the funniest thing in the world. You of all people, considering the situation you were in for so long, is picky about food. <laughs> you know, uh, you're talking to a guy who's homeless for a year. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> Well, homeless guys don't have to worry about traveling very often either. <laughs> yeah, I guess, guess that's true. Concern, but I, I can't so do, good. I can't do fish. I can't do like Vietnamese food is just the worst thing on earth to me. It's all I, I don't even know what it is. It's just soggy stuff with fish. Nah, it's good. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm fat. I love all food. In high school. And uh, her family owned a local restaurant in town, and it was it was so funny because I'd go over to her house, and her mom would always be yelling at her daughter, saying, "Why can't you marry a good Vietnamese or find good Vietnamese boy?" <laughs> I'm standing right here. Yeah. I love yeah, that about moms are the best for that. Moms will say anything in front of the boyfriend. They they just. Moms have no filter, especially from other cultures. I had the same thing with an Italian girlfriend all through high school. Oh, my who's, who's, uh, my bull- grandmother had no filter. She, first time she met the woman who is now my wife, uh, first time she met her, she walked up to her because I'm the biggest person in my entire family. I'm, I'm over six foot, or I was over six foot. I'm about six foot now. You, you shrink with age. Uh, I'm six foot, and my wife at the time was about a half inch shorter than I was. And uh, 
my grandmother met her for the first time and my grandmother here she is little five foot four mm. looked up at her and looked over at me she goes y'all gonna have some big kids and i'm like <laughs> we just started dating right <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't give a shit that's all that that's all grandparents ever care about <laughs> my, my mom now i she's the type that i i i'm not sure what she'll go don't you think you need a coat i go no i don't need a coat she goes i think you should get a coat and I, no i don't want a coat well i'm gonna get you a coat no mom don't get me a coat and then as i'm going out the door <laughs> she's putting a coat on me <laughs> my favorite one is up uh, you come over and it's like hey how you doing oh, you look hungry no i just ate no you yeah. look get these leftovers out yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like oh god i was about to go somewhere but i gotta unbutton these pants now <laughs> this is why i look that's why i love italians <laughs> i will just inconspicuously show up in a regular italian's house just sometime around dinner time or just before just knock on the door hi i'm gord how you doing you look hungry you're fat so come on in i'm like yes <laughs> feed me <laughs> like what is that one comedian that said when he went to uh italy uh he was telling them he said my little bit of uh italian that he knew he was like he said if i don't eat i will morte i will die and they were like, <laughs> looked at him like you're a long way from that buddy but yeah. have some pasta <laughs> that's uh fluffy i believe that did is that, that fluffy one. fluffy i think that he, um, well i i would say now is now would be the perfect time to travel. Uh, if you can get any traveling in in the next month or so, airports are empty. There's no lineups anywhere. Flights are cheap. Um, and there sure as hell is no toilet paper anywhere in town. I and I'm still trying to figure that out. Why, of all the things? Apparently, if you hoard toilet paper, you're immune to the coronavirus. I don't know. Like, but it just doesn't I, make any sense. Like, A, this thing doesn't cause diarrhea at all. That's not the problem. And if you get quarantined, it's two weeks. How much shitting are you doing in two weeks that you need 450 rolls of it? Like, I'm just – I just – I don't get it. I'm just – I'm flattered. Okay. A video is, just came I, up in Kelowna. Right now, I just pulled up my phone right now. I took a short video yesterday because my wife and I were in town, and she was like – and she's like, I got to run over to the craft department and get something. Run over because uh, I, I grocery shopped during the day because she had some uh, training and stuff. She works in the medical field. So she had some stuff she had to go take care of during the day. So I told her, I said, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to run over and do the grocery shopping. Well, I forgot toilet paper and her coffee pods for her Keurig. Oh, so no. she's, like, go, she's like, go get the coffee pods for me and some toilet paper. So I walked back there and I said, I'm probably not going to get any toilet paper. And she was like, what now? And I walked back there and I took a video of the empty racks. Yeah, it's uh, just <laughs> and I posted that video to TikTok. Right now, it's at thirteen point nine thousand views. Jesus Christ! And See, I just caught a I'm video start from selling BC. laxatives. In about a week from now, I'm going to start selling laxatives. So all these people that have I, two years worth of toilet paper don't know what to do with I it. I heard that people were. Now, now I don't know why people in the United States are hoarding the toilet paper, but I did hear that some other countries were doing it because they were buying these bulk packages of toilet paper and then turning around and selling it back to China because they're, they're running out of it in China, but at exuberant rates. That makes oh, sense. Yeah, really. I saw it on eBay for $5 a roll. Last so night. I think somebody in the United States misunderstood it that we got to have our toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and we we have a uh, um, a fear consumerism uh, built oh, yeah. into us, where if we see someone else stockpiling something, we 
the number was like something like 11 percent of us are pre-programmed to just if we see someone else doing it we have to do it too we don't know why yeah. <laughs> they say it's gonna snow because th- there will be no bread <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the greatest thing i caught a video uh in it was actually in bc eric at, at, a, at a costco in BC, and it was uh, an employee holding up her phone, and she's like, so they're about to open the doors. You guys have got to see this. And all of a sudden, the doors open, and you see a group of about 25 people with their giant Costco shopping carts, and they come barreling down the main aisle, and they go from the entrance to the very opposite far back corner where all the toilet paper is stocked up, and they just beeline it straight to the toilet paper, and they're just tearing apart the display, filling up their carts. And she's like, but the, I don't get these people. <laughs> the thing that blows like, my mind right now is tissue paper. There's, there's tons of yeah. Kleenex. There's tons of paper yeah. towel. There's tons, <laughs> uh, like wipes. The, the, the uh, wipes you could get, those are all fine. No one's yeah. buying those. Well, and what was funny is I'm standing there in Walmart, and I'm videoing this. <laughs> and I sent my wife the video. She's across the store to tell her. And the video says, hey, babe, here's your toilet paper aisle. <laughs> and sitting in these all these empty racks, there was a bundle of toilet paper there. The Scots brand. Nobody <laughs> wanted those. And somebody was standing on the aisle, and they were laughing because I was videoing it. And I looked at them. And I said, what? They said, well, there's toilet paper right there. And I said, ah. No, I have standards. <laughs> she was like, she was looked at me like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, that's the John Wayne toilet paper." Yeah. I I rip up my ass apart with that. Yeah, I think that's Corona the- should start giving it away, like two rolls with every twenty four pack. Actually, of Corona. ironic, you funny. They're actually doing that in some beer stores here in Canada. They're actually giving away one roll of toilet paper for every case of Corona you buy. That is insane. And the the Corona sales, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the Corona sales did dip, uh, but worldwide beer sales have all declined uh, because in China they just stopped buying beer. So there was a noticeable decline in beer uh, sales. It's not anything to do with the coronavirus being related to Corona. <laughs> you know how many memes there are right now if you open up tiktok and look at them of people opening their refrigerator and they'll have all like bud lights and miller and everything on one side of the refrigerator and all of them have little masks on and this one little bone of coronas on the other side standing there by- <laughs> that's the, the i don't understand where the fear has come from that people like here in canada it's it's very low it's centralized to two cities there's coronavirus in Toronto. There's coronavirus in Vancouver. We are the largest country um, geographically in the world. If you're not in one of those two cities, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. You well, no we, worries. We don't have it that lucky right now because uh, San Antonio, somebody flew into the Lockhart Air Force Base there, was sick. They went to the uh, they went to the hospital. And they did their blood work and stuff. Well, the hospital released them before they got all the results back. Oh, jeez. I'm going to find out this person did have coronavirus. Well, where do they catch up with this guy? He's strolling around the food cart, food court at the mall. Oh, <laughs> they, no. they shut down the entire mall. Two days later, the town adjacent to me, Bay City, which we have a lot of workers that come from Bay City to my area. Coronavirus there. 
Wow. And I'm and everybody's all flipping out about it. And our, the company that I work with, uh, it's one of the largest chemical manufacturing plants in the world. Uh, it was had a thing that told everybody, look, everybody, you need to wash your hands. We're going to provide Germex. Uh, all trucks coming in and out of this plant are going to be examined. And if the driver even remotely looks sick, they're going to be turned away and all this. And they, they're like, and if it breaks out here, we're going to have to shut down. And I was like, okay. I saw an interview with a, I, I'm not sure who she was in Washington State, uh, a mayor of something, and she's saying, just don't don't touch your face, don't touch your eyes, don't touch your mouth, and then she licks her finger and turns the page of her speech. <laughs> oh, that was so good, <laughs> yeah. We're all yeah. screwed. <laughs> what, what is, I saw that. Licking the pages, licking her fingers, that, that nasty habit, I don't see how somebody can do that to begin with. If I see somebody doing that to a book I own, I'm going to slap it out of their hand to begin with. <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy once give me a book strictly because I took it to the shitter with me. He's like, yeah, you can keep that. I'm like, what's the big deal? He goes, yeah, you basically shit all over it. I'm like, I'll take your free book. Fuck it, what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, I don't understand where certain things we worry about and certain things we don't. Everyone's uh, if you've ever seen people share a pizza, it's disgusting. It's like a bunch of hyenas, but we're all worried about a toilet seat. And no one's ever gotten <laughs> sick from a toilet seat in the history of mankind, I don't think. But we all make that little paper gasket out of toilet paper and try to do what we can with it. Where we're so backwards in the things we're afraid of, and I, I'm not minimizing coronavirus in the states. I know it's. Uh, it seems to be an actual problem there. It's just, it's retarded. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. It's stupid, okay, because the people that are taking all these precautions, and I mean, just the, the hoarding that is going on because of it. Okay, we know for a fact that the coronavirus affects mainly the elderly and the younger children and people with suppressed immune systems. Uh, and at the most, you're going to get like a cold from it. Uh, yeah. And they're saying, what is it? What is the number right now of people who have actually died from it? I, uh, the last I heard, I think, was around 3,000. Okay. What about the 2.5 million people that die every year from influenza just in the United States? Yeah. Uh, 19, over 19,000 this year so far. And we're in yeah, the beginning of March. Out, oh, vaccine for it. Okay. Have you been on the internet? If they create a vaccine, 75% of y'all asses ain't going to take it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Um, the, 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 the one that bothers me is look at the people worldwide. If you're, if you're conscious of what's going on around the world, uh, how many people die of starvation every single day that, that don't make the news? Um, uh, so Ebola. here we go. Yeah, Ebola. There's a big one. Uh, We've had two it, Ebola outbreaks that went nowhere. But they're not it's sexy, and the they don't. Scare. It's basically the same scare that we had with SARS, yep. the swine flu, uh, and then we had what was it? There was another one that came. There's oh, the, uh, the uh, Indian bird, bird flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MERS. There was SARS, MERS, MERS the swine yeah, flu, right the bird now. flu. Uh, Y2K yeah. was going to kill us all at one point. Oh, I went to bed <laughs> that night. Um, I didn't. I, I, I went out and did coke. <laughs> I, I think at, at one point okay. Tom Arnold and Roseanne were going to eat us all. There was there's always something <laughs> every year, and it, I, I heard it, this great conspiracy theory, and I haven't really looked into it too deeply. That every election year in the states, there's a new virus to be afraid of. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I discovered that. Yeah, it's pretty much. It's always there's something. A, Anytime there's an election, there's something to tell you. Hey, look over here. Yeah. Well, of course, especially now yeah. with. Uh, 
you, your your elections are exciting. They're they're very entertaining for us up here. Um, no, they're not. Oh, they <laughs> are. Come on, it's the most exciting things on the fucking planet. I uh, not, not necessarily because uh, I I'm the outcast in my society around here. <laughs> I, I was just about to ask. Are you? Uh, well, I won't. I won't ask. Who you vote for? But, I'll go ahead um, and tell you that guy is a lying asshole and should and d- does not fit to be holding the office of presidency. I'll say that. I don't care if it pisses anybody off. If you can honestly tell me that your evangelical views support this guy, there's something wrong with your belief system here, man. Wow, very nice. I I didn't put it quite so politely on the last episode of the show. Somebody who doubts, grab him by the puss. <laughs> Thank you. How has that been forgotten? Um, oh, it hasn't. It hasn't. But it's like, uh, well, yeah. But he was placed here by God, and it's like, really? <laughs> he's also cheated on every wife he's had. Matter of fact, the kid Baron, and yeah. which, and, and, oh, and and I'm going to go ahead and say this right now to anybody that's out there that's dogging on the Trump family or something. Leave the kid out of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Well, yeah. you're kid, leave him alone. But. He cheated on her with a porn star while she was pregnant with him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and this is the guy you want to lead the country. We just had a guy that spent eight years in office with nothing that came up that could be pinned to him like uh, that controversial. No. Other than maybe a few policies here and there. He- My my favorite thing that comes in, again, this is why I, this is my love-hate relationship with America. Uh, the wall is hands down my, the greatest thing in the world. Everybody hates Trump for the wall idea when it was Obama's plan, and it was Obama's idea to come up with it. I, I love that about America. That's just amazing. Obama says that people fucking stood up and howled and cheered, thought this is the greatest idea in the world. Trump comes out, calls a bunch of Mexican, a bunch of rapists and drug dealers, and uh, says we're going to put the same wall up, and everybody loses their fucking minds. I, 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 I just... think it's the way it's said. Obama, he had just a way of... <laughs> He he really didn't say very much in eight years. It was just the way he said it. We all went, yeah, yeah that sounds he, great. That he makes spoke sense. very eloquent, eloquently. Oh, absolutely. He, he spoke. You sat up and you listened because he had something to say. When this idiot gets up and speaks, <laughs> my my kid who was at the time in junior high school was like, he sounds like a fourth grader. <laughs> I also I I heard at one point. That four percent of what he says is true. Uh, I think there's a, there's a website you can actually go to that is running uh, has a running tally on how many lies he he says on a daily basis, and uh, I can't remember the last time I looked at it. It was up to like twelve thousand lies. That is since amazing. He's in office. And right now there was another website that's doing a tally on how much his golf golf trips have cost the american taxpayers his golf trips have cost the american taxpayers more than it has cost them to pay every president we've ever had in history isn't it it's something like six hundred dollars a day for the uh oh, wow. secret service hotel rooms it's millions yeah but i have the that, live number right now go for <laughs> it. oh you're looking at it at, donald you know, trump has said five thousand two hundred and seventy six false things as u.s president uh, standing since we've down. been on this podcast uh, yeah, since yeah, since, since he took his first dump this morning, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised no one's brought up that he was in the Little Rascals movie. 
the the reboot of the Little Rascals that came out late nineties, maybe ninety six ish. They did a Little Rascals movie, and he's in it. He doesn't play Donald Trump though. He plays someone else, and no one's brought I that up. I didn't know that. No, yeah, everybody just uh, talks about the Home Alone movie, the second one. Yeah, this is, I, oh, I've I got nothing for that. the man. Uh, <laughs> at first, now, and I'll be honest, because I'm one of these type of people that doesn't necessarily fall politically to the right, politically to the left. I'm kind of in the middle. And when he announced, because he's, he's announced it every year for the past 20 years, I'm going to run for president. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then I got a hold of his one of his books, and I read it. And then I found out he actually didn't write it. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then then he came out and said, I'm going to run for president this year. And I was like, okay, cool, maybe. And then he came down that escalator for his official announcement. And I'm sitting there. I watched the news that night. I'll be honest. I watched the news that, that night. My wife and I sat there and was like, all right, maybe that's what this country needs. We need somebody with some business savvy. I mean, yeah, he went bankrupt, but he built himself back up. And then it was like the next day, his speech Mexicans and rapists and drug dealers and my wife and I both looked at each other. But, oh, he's gonna get, he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> I, no, I think he, it was. Do you remember the Eddie Murphy joke from Delirious when they he's talking? Oh, I'm gonna go vote for him. No, yeah, I'm gonna vote for him. And they put in the check and laugh and walk away. And then the next morning they go, he fucking won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is why you don't drink before you vote. <laughs> so is is uh, Bernie or? As as uh, Gord calls him, uh, Joe Binden, <laughs> Are, is one of them the the Great White Hope? Do you think? Honestly, I don't know because I've checked out of uh, media and the news and stuff for about six months now. Oh, that's a good way to be. Because my uh, my reason behind it was I was fine. I was because I'm not one of these that just watches one news source. No. I'll have because I've got a monitor here, monitor there, and when I'm doing stuff, I'll have like four or five different stations up and going so I can verify what one says with another one. Yeah. And most of my news that I do actually get comes through like the BBC or something like that, because uh, or or through Canada, because you guys are actually going to be, <laughs> you know, what these guys are doing right now. <laughs> and so listening to that, but it got to the point where I was, I was angry. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like to be angry. And I would friends that would be spouting off online. I would correct them. I'd fact check them. I'd give them the stuff. I've lost so many friends on Facebook. Uh, I used to have like thousands of friends, and it's like I'm down into like the seven hundreds now yeah, since the like, well, because because so many people have. Uh, Jump ship, uh, one of them, uh, he actually, one of the individuals, uh, I'm not going to say his name, one of the individuals, he and I got into it online because of something that Trump said about banning Muslims, and then he started in on the LGBT community and all this stuff, and I was defending the stance, uh, saying, like, yeah, these particular instances, it was not somebody of uh, uh, of of Arab descent or something that did this. This was, these were homegrown terrorists and all this and that. And then I got the, uh, the fuck yous. Uh, you must, you must like the gays because you're gay or one of your kids. gay and all that. And then next thing I know, next morning I wake up and I've been banned and blocked. 
and half my posts have been reported by this same person. Wow. Uh, we've, we've, I've suffered quite a bit of that myself. Uh, Gord, not so much, I don't think, because he's actually good-looking and popular. I'm just... Oh. I, I, I'm quite different from you, Mike, in that I love being angry. I just... Yeah, that's what keeps me going every day is being angry. Um, I do the same thing as you. I don't trust a lot of mainstream media because it's bought and paid for. Uh, so I, I try to research... Uh, as extensively as I can before I report on something, especially on this show, because we do have thousands of listeners who actually pay attention to what I say. And when I say something wrong, it, I'm I'm informed of it quite quickly. Um, but I do you feel let me ask just podcaster to podcaster. Do you feel a responsibility to um, research what you're saying to be truthful or do you just think it's not really? You're not a media person. It's not your job to worry about that. Or do you not even involve yourself in it? Yes, I do feel the responsibility to research things. And I do research a lot of stuff. Uh, and one prime example is I actually got called out on something because we were. Ta- it was an episode I did on uh, the USS Nimitz and their, the, uh, the, uh, the encounter that they had over the, over the ocean and stuff. And we were talking about something. And I was like just – talking about we got to talking about radio waves and how they travel through space and i misquoted something and it's like the next day i looked in my comments section and i was like it's not that that you you quoted it wrong you were way too much and i'm like whoa bro hey sorry man i was just talking off the cuff so now it's like let me double check that i'll do it while we're on air <laughs> oh absolutely uh gord's yeah. good for that as well he'll he'll look things up as we um so <laughs> Where was I going with that? <laughs> uh, responsibility to uh, report actual facts. Yeah. Now, that's something I think I think podcasters seem to take uh, more seriously than most mainstream media outlets now. Um, is there a – do you think there's a shift in – well, obviously not. Coronavirus proves there isn't in, in how people consume the news or, or the – like, like you said, you you've turned you've tuned it out for six months. But um, how are other people in, in the U.S. getting their information? How are they choosing to who to vote for? Is it is it literally like well, CNN and Fox News, and that's what you get? Pretty much CNN or Fox News. Wow! Oh, yeah. that is horrible. That's yeah, I, you've got you've got people over on the left that are watching CNN. You got the people over on the right that are watching uh, Fox News and True News and. All these other evangelical uh, shows like Jim Baker and all these guys and stuff. And like, and then over here on this side, you've got CNN pretty much. And Wasn't Jim Baker, is it, didn't he go to jail for a time? Yes, he went to jail. Uh, he served uh, several, uh, almost 15 years in, I may be wrong on this, 15 years in prison, something like that. Uh, got out, he's got a new show now, and he's no longer allowed to accept... Uh, monetary donations for his uh for his uh ministry but so now he sells food buckets wow oh really what what happened to tammy faye where did she end up did she pass away i don't know i thought she did i I thought she did i didn't know i just i haven't heard the name jim baker and i didn't realize he had a new show that's 
Oh that yeah, is America oh, for you. You can. He will. He oh. comes out and he spouts. He is a big time Trump supporter. He flat out says if anybody tries to, he he came out and said if anybody tried to impeach Donald Trump, we were going to have a revolution in this country and God was going to smite all the homosexuals. <laughs> wow. So is he That's... now? Are you familiar with? Do you follow the QAnon uh, conspiracy? Mm, I've looked. I've watched some of their stuff online. Uh, it's it's idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it's a, not something I would hold uh, 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 very valid. But it is uh, taking your country by storm. Well, uh, th- there's a great number of people that believe well, in it. My my answer to that is ignorance is bliss. Very true. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, Tammy Faye uh, Baker uh, died on my birthday in 2007. Happy birthday 2007. to you. Yeah, oh, yeah so July 20th, 20, uh, 2007. So there you go. I'm assuming died she of, drowned died in her colon. own mascara? Uh, no, colon cancer, ironically. Oh, enough. that's not funny. Yeah, it's a shitty <laughs> disease. <laughs> a I mean, bad, if she was going to go out, joke. she could have at least gone out like, oh, uh, Mad Mike. I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah, right. Send out the fucking rocket. <laughs> Matt, I would like all flat earthers to go out like Mad Mike. Um, <laughs> I would just like all flat earthers to come on my show once. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're the greatest people on the planet. I have to admit, there's so much. I, I love fun. their brochure or that, that one uh, comment that they made. We had flat earthers come to our conference from all around the world. All around the globe. <laughs> All around the globe. This is so good. Um, I, I, I've, I've always taken the stance with them that, uh, and, and with a lot of these ideas, if you tell me the earth is flat, I, so what? What yeah. changes if you're right? Really, well, nothing changes. Nothing. No, everything changes. Pretty much everything in physics changes. <laughs> But, but but how it, 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 we found out that we were wrong and the Earth was actually flat all along. No, nothing changes. We we go to work tomorrow. I, we we do I'm our podcast. Sure we, there's eleven people right now looking down at us, tell, yelling, "We're not flat, guys. We're looking at y'all." <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, and I argued this with somebody because they were saying something about the Earth being flat. Oh well, it could be flat. And I'm like, no. I said when you get out into the total vacuum of space, the natural state of objects when they come together in space is to form a sphere. That's right. I said, so what are the chances that in our entire solar system that ours is the only one that's shaped like a Frisbee? Well, that's because God created it that way. That's the difference. God no. made the sphere. <laughs> God I, made the sphere. And, and he put a dome over it. That's right. We launched nuclear missiles so we could hit the dome. And, <laughs> yeah, I've heard all those uh, all those different uh, arguments where it's like, oh, when a nuclear missile goes off, that mushroom cloud, the reason it domes back around and starts rolling back around is because it's hitting the top of the dome. That's right, yeah. I, I thought <laughs> the dome was just so that people in heaven didn't have to smell poor people. I, <laughs> I don't probably. And then I've heard one that uh, I think he goes by uh, Flat Earth Jesus. He's another flat earther, and he thinks that the moon is actually hollow, and it was it's a it's a it's a hand blown glass globe that was put there by giants. Yes, 
And and really? the sun is no and the sun is no bigger than the moon as well, which is yeah, the one. size yeah, of a large interplanetary. The sun interplan- is yeah. no bigger than the moon, but so and I, it's like if you try to explain gravity to them, and they're like, no, 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 gravity doesn't exist. We're accelerating at one thousand miles per hour straight up. That's why everything is held down. <laughs> uh, my favorite of all things is the Pac-Man theory. I still is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life, which is. Uh, what happens if you hit the edge of the earth? Well, you just reappear on the other side. <laughs> so, really? Has anybody, has anybody the Pac-Man has theory. Go onto YouTube and look up Astronomy Live. That guy is awesome. He does all these different types of uh, astronomy uh, videos and stuff, and he debates the hell out of some flat earthers all the time. Uh, Red's Rhetoric and Astronomy Live. Those two actually get together on a show all the time, and the, they bring on flat earthers like every Saturday to debate with them. Wow. And it's like they leave these guys just crying. And it's like because I've I've heard them get so mad. Uh, the guy that does runs Astronomy Live because he's like a mathematician and stuff, and he'll he'll start yelling on the air. I can't believe how dumb you are. You don't even know how to do math. <laughs> <laughs> Well, neither neither does NASA apparently. Um, that's a different argument. So, um, well, it's already I could do this all night. I'm having so much fun. Just uh, yeah, let's getting... go for it. <laughs> My episodes like... generally run about two hours. Yeah, uh, we have, we have been too, and there's there's a lot more we could talk about. Um, just really well, normally, I'd note... be sorry, Gord. I was going to say, normally I'd be all over. This is like a fucking five-hour episode, but this this fat fuck is tired. <laughs> we were supposed to uh, do five hours yesterday, and we I, I got did shot we, down miserably. Um, did we hit three? I think we hit three, didn't we? Was yeah, it two? was just over two. Yeah, just and that was, uh, that was a really just a phenomenal episode. Um, so I guess yeah. on that note... I, well, I was just going to say, I guess, oh, no, Mike, uh, we did a huge, uh, big episode, a uh, ceasefire episode on uh, talking about religion, uh, Christianity more specifically, and talking about basically the belief of God, uh, if it exists, and can you prove, Eric, uh, that he's wrong and that it's, it's a, uh, God is a viable thing. And uh, now Texans take their religion pretty goddamn seriously. Uh, is that that's oh, true, right? I got a death threat uh, after after my first book published because uh, uh, okay, it's a fiction fiction book. It's about a zombie apocalypse. I had patient zero started in my hometown where I'm at, and I just happened to take the layout of the city and stuff, and I I centered the story around all that. And I had uh, one of the main characters in the book. They were exploring some of the empty houses and stuff, trying to find supplies. And they stumbled across this church and they went in and the entire congregation had committed mass suicide in there. And okay. Great start. Fine. fine, (laughs) Right. But then I get an email. This guy is sending me a death threat because little – I didn't think about it. I am in Texas. You cannot throw a rock without hitting a church. Yes. And there, the block in my book that I described was a church. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I got a similar I, uh, an email from someone because I wrote a short story where God comes down and talks to a man. And the, the guy in the end ends up committing suicide. And I got schooled. It's like a three-page email about how no one would ever commit suicide after they spoke to God because you would be 
so moved by the conversation that you, you just would never consider something like that. And again, fiction. As you said, it's fiction. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Just like all the other books that were written 2,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should have had you on. That would have been fun. <laughs> Say what? We actually, we actually had a minister on uh, that. that's an atheist. Mm-hmm. And, no, uh, isn't that what her – yeah, that was her thing. She, she's an atheist, but she is still a minister. Is that that Oh, she was agnostic. She wasn't atheist. She just she was agnostic. Sorry, she was agnostic. agnostic. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I've been sat in on so many debates on agnostic versus atheist. It's like, okay, look. Yeah, I can I can understand that you don't know, and you're going to say I I don't know. There's not enough to believe. Well, you're an atheist then. Yeah, that's, that's what I thing. tried to say. That you can't yeah. be a functioning agnostic. You you either believe or you don't. Um, <laughs> I, I was actually quite impressed with the way the conversation went. I think if, if those are two examples of where religion is headed, uh, I'm quite pleased with it. I think it's heading down the tubes because too many people are starting to educate themselves. They're tired of being, uh, force fed, uh, fairy tales and everything their whole lives. And it's, you find that people that start to think for themselves outside of the uh, religious communities and stuff like that, they start realizing, oh, I can't blame everything that I'm doing on something else and just say, oop, oop, forgive me. I'm <laughs> responsible for what I do. Sure. I, I, is it a good thing that everyone's educating themselves? Do you think? I, I personally, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I uh, think it's fantastic because uh, we all know what happens if we just go blindly into the night believing in all these – somebody tells me, all right, uh, I've had somebody ask me, well, you, do, do you believe in God? And I'm like, which one? There's currently 4,500 of them that in the world today are acknowledged. And they're like, what? No, the, the only one. No, 4,500 of them. What, why is yours right versus this Hindu who's got uh, 1,200 or this uh, Buddhist who's who uh, they, they've got a certain amount that they go for? Or what about this tribe down in uh, Ecuador? They've got their their version. And then you go over here. I said, I said right now, 105,000 different denominations of Christianity just in the United States. <laughs> and all of you think you're right. <laughs> It's amazing. And yet, really, we all know it's just me and Gorda, right? Yeah. I I just, it's not just, I think there is so much stuff that we believed over the years that I, it's just, is ridiculous. And I think that's the part that baffles me is no one steps back and just goes, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Whether it's something religion says, whether it's something Trump says, generally you can just step back and go, wait a minute. Let's think about this logically for a second. I've had way too many accounts on Twitter blocked by Ken Ham. Yeah. I I can't seem to get enough footing on Twitter to get blocked. I've got like six Twitter accounts. I've got like six Twitter accounts for different aspects that I do for my show, my art, and stuff like that. And I think every single one of them has now officially been blocked by Ken Ham because I debate him all the time on there. Oh, that's (laughs) so great. I'm sorry, you spent a hundred million dollars on a boat that doesn't float. <laughs> <laughs> and that we know that every biblical scholar in the world will tell you that's a myth. Yeah. Well, yeah, even even the measurements in the Bible, uh 
proved it wrong if you actually go by the the biblical measurements so well, you uh, you go looking at at the you talk to a biblical scholars and archaeologists in Israel and they'll tell you look the exodus across the desert that never happened <laughs> yeah i i love that one meme i saw that it showed the route and it was like 12 kilometers or something like that it should have yeah. taken them about a day and a half yeah and then, and then you get google maps tells you it should take you only about 9 hours to walk it yeah <laughs> but yeah and then you've got uh, uh, it's just it's just insanity some of the stuff that people uh put their i, I guess you could say put their faith in because, see, because on, they on let that, something in their lives do you see a uh revolution of sorts in the states is there a point where people are just going to have to admit it and that's going to destroy a lot of american lives if if but sooner or later people are going to have to just go shit they're wrong the you know christianity is wrong I don't know if there anybody's ever going to come out right and say it's wrong, because even even with me, do, can I know for one hundred percent fact? Oh, not until it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah, but science has proven so much. We know there was no Adam and Eve. There was an evolution that happened on this planet, uh, and uh, I didn't come from no damn monkey. You're absolutely correct. You didn't come from a monkey. Both you and the monkey are have a common ancestor, though. <laughs> and yeah. so I mean, it's really interesting. I go into a lot. Biology is one of my favorite subjects. My oldest son actually was uh, getting an advanced degree in uh, evolutionary biology. Wow. And uh, then my second oldest son is getting his degree in theoretical physics and engineering. Wow. So, yeah, we sh- you should hear the conversations that happen around here. No, oh, that'd just be amazingly fun. <laughs> and we top it all in with Marvel and DC. Well, of course. Uh, oh, it all, it all ties in. It's the next logical step, really. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if there's no God, there has to be X-Men, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's gradual mutation. <laughs> that scares the crap out of me. Um, the, the day there's X-Men, I'm done. I'm, I'm not, I don't even, I can't even handle the Roomba. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, why don't we? I can I can tell we're losing Gord here. Why don't we, real quick? Um, where where can people hear you? Where can they buy your book? Where can they make you rich? Okay, well, make me rich. I guess. I mean, I don't want money's not my driving factor. Never has been. But if you guys want to find my book, it's on Amazon. It's called Apoc Z by Michael Simon. And my last name is spelled S Y M O N D S. And uh, if you want to listen to my show, the easiest way to get a hold of me or my show is just go to our website. It's anythinggoesproject.com. Uh, there are links to everything I do. I've even put up just recently, I just put up a whole uh, separate page is tools and resources for people that are wanting to possibly start podcasting. And it is a fantastic website. I I really like that. I actually want to copy it because it's so it's just very streamlined. There's no bells and whistles. It's just <laughs> it's uh it's a great website. It's very simple to set up squarespace dot com. And that's uh anything goes project dot com or is it just anything goes dot com? Anything goes project dot com. There is another channel or prod podcast that's called Anything Goes. We I've had battles back and forth with them because you stole our name and I'm gonna dude, I got podcasts that are ten years older than your show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. 
<laughs> Thank you. Move on, Dick. <laughs> I, I, it's such a thing. Where really, does it have to be a fight? Does it have to be a legal thing? Well, they. Uh, I got contacted by by a group called Anything. I don't know that there's. If you type in just Anything Goes, there's like five or six of that pop up. So I don't know which one it was. These contacts sent me an email that says you you are copywriting our name and everything. I went, oh really? Yeah, uh, Anything Goes Project. And like, well, our podcast is called the Anything Goes, and uh, uh, we can uh, contact a lawyer and have you change your name. And I went, really? I said, how long have you had your podcast? No, we started our podcast back in uh, like 2015. And I went, really? I said, I've got YouTube videos that are still on YouTube with the Anything Goes project title, moniker, everything from 2010. <laughs> I said, who do you think is going to win this battle in court? <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure it's going to be me, motherfucker. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, last I heard from the, the, the numbers that came from the PodFest that's going on in Orlando right now, it's 980,000 or something like that. Yeah, um, it's, it's insane. And the I funny did. thing is, I've actually talked about this, the life expectancy of a podcast is generally six months or six episodes wow. for most podcasts because they, somebody will get on it and they'll, they don't realize that it takes patience to garner your – your listeners and your followers. And it's the same way on YouTube. Somebody will post four or five videos and be like, I'm not getting any subscribers. I'm going to shut this channel down. You know, most of these uh, YouTubers that have been out there that are, have the 150,000, 1.5 million followers and stuff, they didn't start getting any real subscribers to like their third or fourth year. Yeah. That's, so, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. It, guys. If you're Wait. going to, if you're going to do a podcast or a YouTube channel, my word of advice to you is don't go into it with the mentality that this is going to be my get rich quick scheme. The, go into it with the mentality that I'm doing this because it's fun. I'm doing this because I have a message to spread or I have something to offer that can benefit my listeners and the listeners and your followers and your subscribers will come. It's going to take time. There are over 10 million something podcasts out there. Get on social media. Start sharing your stuff. There's 10.5 million people that log into YouTube on a daily basis. Uh, and it's the same with Facebook, TikTok, social media, Instagram. Just get on there. Start posting your stuff. You'll start getting your listeners. Uh, it may take a little while, but just do it. There you go. Great advice. Absolutely. And, um, and if you want to find out how to do it, go to my YouTube channel. I've got a whole video series on starting your podcast and your YouTube. There you go. I I don't know if I'm ready to go that route yet. I like the audio because I don't I don't like to have to look good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. We can't all look like Gord every day. Um, <laughs> Thankful, that's what keeps me looking so good. <laughs> well, this has been a blast. I know. Uh, Gordon's got other things to do. Um, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It's been uh, just a, a great time. My pleasure. I've really enjoyed it tonight. It's, it's different being in the hot seat where you don't have to ask the questions. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm. I've got a few opportunities coming up this month for myself, but I don't really. I don't like to sit and answer questions. I just like to. Yell I've at done people. it on a few podcasts and. The the sad part is every podcast that I've been a guest on, they were they fell into that statistic that I just said. My show never got aired. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Wow, that's too bad. Well, I 
promise you this one. Um, well, it goes out live. We we podcast live, and then uh, I have no control over. It. As soon as I hit stop, Spreaker publishes it, so it's out there. There you go. Um, awesome. Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. Pay attention to the Anything Goes Project, um, it, and you're going to hear a lot more of this. I know I'm definitely a fan. Oh, if anybody wants to, Tuesday nights, they can tune in to uh, FCR247.com. Uh, that's the uh, website that I told you about, the radio station that's owned by Twiz and Whitepiece, up-and-coming hip-hop artist. Uh, and uh, I'm actually the Tuesday night host at ten central or 9 Central, 10 Eastern. And this week, I've actually got something that is going to be – so, I mean, this since it's going out live tonight, you might want to let everybody know. You're getting a first look. Uh, yeah, I'm a lowly little podcaster and everything who's fixing to bring you breaking news first look. We're going to be the first podcast to actually air the behind the scenes, what happened at the Spotify Music Awards last Thursday. Because my co-host happens to be one of the people who was up for an award and is an international pop singer. Oh, wow. wow. Ian go. Garrett is going to be my co-host. And we're going to talk about what happened there. And he's going to give the degree the gossip that was going on behind the scenes. That's, That's awesome, man. Congratulations. That's cool. amazing. FCR247.com. That's, That's right. At 9 Central 10 Eastern. Very cool. So, um, so I'm going to say good night, Mike. Thank you very much. Um, please keep in touch. Tell us what's what's going on in your country. Not a problem. It's just all screwed up right now. <laughs> <laughs> And I, we're enjoying every second of it. <laughs> it. It makes for entertaining podcasts, that's for sure. I, I loved Canada the last time I visited there. I mean, good grief, man. I went over there, and uh, I crossed over uh, Windsor, Canada area. And shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the casinos and stuff that were there. Yeah. That was awesome. I enjoyed myself there. You, if you, I always say if you truly want to discover Canada in its splendor, uh, you either visit BC in the summer or you visit Ontario, like a little bit slightly northern Ontario um, in the fall. Uh, mm. Ontario in the fall is it's it's just gorgeous. The colors, the smell, uh, it's 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 mesmerizing. There's no getting around it. Well, that's <laughs> definitely on a to do list I've got. Yeah, nice. You and, will not be disappointed. And I am doing everything in my power to get back to Texas. So. But don't. I want to visit Harris County. <laughs> uh, the first time they hear you say a boot, <laughs> you're going to get arrested. <laughs> That's why and I'm bringing Gord. Yeah. him because he's Canadian. <laughs> it's all right because I can talk my way out of anything. <laughs> it's a natural gift. <laughs> All right, we're going to say goodnight, guys. Gord, can I keep you for one minute after the show here? You certainly can, sir. All right. Uh, Mike Simons, everybody, that was great. Uh, please join us again anytime. Not a problem. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike, for having me coming on, man. Appreciate it. All, All right. right. Can I do this without hanging up on you, Gord? You should. I'll just hang up on my end. That'll oh, work. That'd be great. Thanks, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do this. The following program is for adult audiences only. Wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) That was terrible. Love to be heard on this week's episode? Well, Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. 
Thank you. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.